A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the I Am Brew podcast, sponsored by West Green Surveying. It's a... Uh... You know, it's it's been an interesting one, hasn't it? You know, Tamworth and Rushall since we last had a little chat on the airwaves and uh, two very, very interesting games, probably for all the wrong reasons. But here we are. So I'm here again. It's Matt Ellis, Matt Blanchard and Alex Cole again. Good evening, gents. Good evening. Happy to have uh, passed the trial period last week. Yeah, good, good to have you back again, mate. Yeah, it's a good debut. You Solid know, some, six uh, out of ten. Some audio issues that some may have picked up on, but we should be in better shape this week. Yeah, no, no, it was, it was all good. It was all good. You've been to the uh, Matt Ellis School's FS UFC Insight anyway, so, you know, um, you've been well-versed in uh, in your, your considered nonsense that we that we have on the show. But anyway, um, yeah, good, good to have you both back. And um, yeah, it's been an interesting one. We're, we're going to shake up a little bit today. We've had a lot of questions in via Twitter. So, you know, what we normally do is we normally chat shit for about 40 minutes and then go through the questions. But we thought we'd go through the questions first this time because we've got quite a lot and we've got quite a few good ones as well and and a few of them they go towards a similar theme so you know we're, we're going to open with those um this evening and, and and see how we get on but yeah we we definitely will cover tamworth we will cover russell we will cover the return of the ferris wheel dion Sembi ferris who i i do like actually i think he's a very very tidy player but anyway so you know let's let's get straight into it and our our first question or our our first tweet is from james joiner and he says considering the off-field issues is a potential second place finish all that bad uh considering the excellent form of tamworth and then players slash staff worrying about not getting paid nearly striking etc um yeah obviously James is referring to the to kind of Hilton era turmoil, but yeah, it's, it's still a very very relevant point. Um, and, and I don't know, my my we we had a bit of an an Iron fan meltdown after the Tamworth game. We we let's not shy away from that. We had a lot of Iron fans very very upset about the result, and 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 you know rightly so. The performance was was crap given the kind of occasion and given the amount of people who who turned out um, on a Tuesday night over five thousand, which was a fantastic effort. Um, and I think that you know a lot were kind of calling for for Jimmy's Jimmy's uh, kind of sacking and 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 a few were questioning his tactics, which is is, is fair. The, the question of the tactics, the calling for a manager's head when the second in the league is a little bit too far, um, I think. But anyway, so yeah, like it, it is a second place finish all that back considering the the form of Tamworth and and the kind of off the field issues we've had and you know let, let's not forget these off field issues continue to be a thing with the standard debt that needs to be cleared and things like that um and i think like personally from from where i've sat if if we finish second and get promoted i'm absolutely fine with that um and it, it's it's very weird because Tamworth have been absolutely unbelievable to be fair to them you know they they just keep winning um obviously after, after the the 1-0 loss to them on the tuesday night they'd like what 
won nine in ten and, and drawn one or something like that. It's just absolutely unbelievable form. You know, if, if a team's doing that and they consistently do that, they deserve to win the league. It's as simple as that. Their form has been better than us. So, you know, for me, I'd say yes, it's acceptable if we get promoted. But what do you guys think? You know, I know we were kind of like, oh, we're going to win the league, HMS piss the league. And it's, it's obviously never going to be as easy as that. Um, and, and Tamworth have, have been, you know, something we didn't expect. Yeah, I think that's probably why some of it, some may view second place as a disappointment because of the pre-season expectation that was placed upon us. All the pre-season expectation, everyone in the National League and the National League now expecting us, all the pundits expecting us to walk the league because we're signing these players from top end of the National League, top end of the National League now. And it just doesn't work like that, does it? You can't just rock up and sign all these players and put it all together and win the league by 30 points. We have obviously had serious competition from Tamworth. And then when you do consider the off-field factors, what happened in September, October, players not getting paid, ready to go on strike, it ultimately made an impact around that fall, uh, which slowed us down. I don't think the second-place finish is all that bad, considering all that. Yeah, I think, obviously, you get the with the second-place finish, you get the advantage in the playoffs. Um, you're obviously at home, aren't you? As long as you stay in the playoffs, you, you get the home ties, uh, which, which does give you the advantage. But I do think it would be a disappointment if we we didn't go up automatically. I think, obviously, n- none of us really expected Tamworth to go on the run that they've, they've been on. You know, all credit to them that they've come here Tuesday night, turned us over. You know, they're, they're, they're doing all they can, really, at the moment. Um, there's still, obviously, a lot of football to be played. Uh, we've still got the games in hand, and I think, given results on Saturday went our way, you know, they dropped points. There's a slight chance, I think, that, that we could kind of uh, get back into the mix. I think that's... The way we started the game on Saturday, I, I don't know, for me, some of the players, I, I'm not saying they'd, they'd given up, but I just think they were probably looking at it, being 12 points behind, thinking, you know, it's, it's a bit of a mountain to climb. And I think that kind of told in, in the first half performance. But I do think, given the amount of money the players are on, given the players we've got at the club, if you look at the squads, compare the squads, on paper, you know, we have got the best squad in the league and we, we should really be, be winning the, the league. But obviously, we, we know that there's been various factors that have meant that, you know, we are where we are. Um, and I think overall, you know, if we did come second, you would have that advantage going into the playoffs. I'd, I'd be a little bit concerned if we were going into the playoffs and we weren't in that second spot, I think. Um, makes it a little bit more difficult. Obviously, we know the away form isn't great. Um, and we've got some difficult games coming up and it's going to be interesting to see really how we how we do against Scarborough, Chester in the next few weeks and I think kind of those games will, will kind of give us a good idea of um, you know if, if we do kind of have to settle for second spot or a, a spot in the playoffs how how we might fare but I do think you know it would be disappointing and, and hopefully you know Tuesday wasn't great but Saturday uh, you know the, the result hopefully gives them a bit of belief that it's not over yet and we can still do it but I do think things have got to improve drastically on the pitch if if we've got a chance of that and you know I think it's going to have to improve massively if we want to secure that second place because there's a couple of other clubs behind us that are picking up now on decent runs and uh, you know we kind of need to get back to I know we can't play free-flowing football every week and uh, we're not going to be battering teams every week, but I think the performance levels have definitely dropped, not just as a as a collective, but I think individually. And I think we've got to get that, you know, we've got to turn that round um, in the next few weeks because we're getting to the stage of the season where you know, every game is really important. And, um, you know, as we narrow that gap, hopefully we can narrow that gap even further on Tuesday night. You know, it gives us a chance. But I do think it wouldn't be the end of the world because at the end of the day, 
we we may not have had a club. And if you look at it like that, then then it is okay, I suppose, to finish second. But overall, I would I would really think it would be a disappointment for everyone, including you know the board, Jimmy, and and the players, because I think they are capable of doing it. Would actually back us in the playoffs. To be honest, we have a lot of players who have experience of the playoffs. I think if you look back to even last season, Fitzsimmons, Chesterfield, Denton, including Kingsley, and Evans, Barlingwood, um, Roberts at County a few seasons ago, Elliot Boston a few seasons ago. I would be disappointed if come playoff time we didn't have the experience and know how to even to get over the line. Yeah, it's a good point. I- <laughs> I think there's still a lot of points to play for, and at the moment, I know you know we, we've probably got to look at it and come towards the end of the season. If we can close the gap on Tamworth, then then we've got to prepare for it. But at the moment, with that many games to play, you know we've got some big games coming up in the next few weeks. Those are going to go a long way to decide where where we are. Obviously, for Scarborough and Chester and, and teams like that start to gain points on us, it's going to be very interesting come the end of the season. But at the moment, I think we know Tamworth are not going to go from now until the end of the season and win every game. You wouldn't have thought so anyway. Obviously, we came up against a difficult Alfreton team at the weekend. We did say that we fancied them to drop points there last week and, and obviously that did happen. So, you know, I think there's still a chance. But as I said, things have got to improve massively uh, based on the last couple of performances. Yeah, I think that's probably about right, gents. Um, so I think, you know, let, let's we, we've got to go on to the Tamworth game. So let's have a look at it, uh, you know, kind of build as that the top of the table clash, which it, it was. You know, Iron fans turned out in numbers. I think Tamworth brought about 250, and what were the, the attendance was about? I think it was about 5,000. 5, 5, 5, yeah. yeah, it's a 5,000. Yeah. On a Tuesday, which is insane, really. Um, and I think, well, sure, that said the last time we'd done that was a Tuesday night match against Grimsby or something like that. So um, people understood the urgency and the, the kind of, the need for the team to be back to such a big game and, and, and fans came out and, and they did do that. So credit to Iron fans who, who came out on a on a cold Tuesday night. I had to get a Bovril. It was freezing towards the end of the second half. Um, but, you know, it sort of didn't really live up to the billing, did it, in terms of what we kind of expected it was going to be. Um, and, and we sort of do that, don't we? In front of a big crowd, we've got a really, really bad record at Gunford Park. Take away the Brackley win this season, We, you know, in, in, in the kind of recent sort of past we really haven't performed in front of in front of big crowds which which is why I get a bit nervous for the playoffs you know if we do finish second I think both those games will be home won't they so uh, you'd expect there'd be good crowds so I'm a bit nervous. but anyway let's let's not think about that yet but yeah so I think it, it didn't live up to the billing for the from the performance for us I think it, you know J- Jimmy said that the game turned on the red card I, I think I probably agree with that personally um, but the performance was just not good enough it, it was like one of those one that is like just turn up and beat Tamworth at home and and we're looking good the momentum the momentum from that would have made a huge difference. Uh, it just didn't happen, really. And, and, and to be fair to Tamworth, they, they came, they did, they did their thing. You know, they they played their game, and, and they they just do things really well. Um, they do the things they know will get them points in this league, and they just do them well. And we didn't particularly do much well at all, unfortunately. And I think that was that was part of the problem. Um, I think they deserved the win, to be honest. So yeah, a bit a huge letdown. Um, you know, very felt very very deflated the day after, as as, as you expect. But um, you know, how did you uh, how did you assess that performance? Yeah, I mean, given given the amount of games we've got left to play, I don't think it was a must win. But I think you know, I was hoping that we'd we'd at least take something from the game, and I think we were probably on course to do that. 
before the red card, they obviously took advantage and, and got the goal. But yeah, we just didn't really turn up. I don't think anyone <clears throat> necessarily had a had a very good game. There was obviously question marks over the starting lineup whether Whitehall should have come back in. Obviously, Jimmy answered that saying he'd not been training, and uh, obviously, I think he's. His wife's had a baby as well, so he's he's been away from the club a little bit, so um, not quite ready to start, which which I kind of understand. But I think we did say Beast in could probably start on the wing, uh, given you know the back end of the game at the weekend the weekend prior. But I, I just don't think it worked really. I don't think I think we lost it in the midfield, and I think they were they came and, and as you say, Matt, they did a bit of a job on us, did what they had to do, and and. You know, they well, they have got the best defensive record, haven't they? And they, they did limit us to, to very little. Um can't really really remember any clear cut chances really. Um, I think I think we only really won right at the end with scales, which was we know we really they nearly stole the point in the end. I think they crossed we crossed it in and scaled had a shot, but it was straight at the keeper, but I was pretty much as good as it got. Yeah, yeah, it was it was poor. We never really looked like creating anything. And to be fair, I don't think they I know they had the couple of chances in the first half. I was quite impressed with the yeah, quite impressed with the left winger. I thought he caused a few problems. Yeah. Um, but having said that, I, I don't think they were, you know, they, they were that good. I don't think they created no. a great deal either. Um, so it was just frustrating. And obviously, the red card. If you if you're looking at the incident, it, it is a, a red card. He pulls him back. Obviously, could it have been stopped for the elbow on Evans potentially? If if the ref seen that, it obviously is an elbow. Um, he's left. It's right in front of his ref. Yeah, well, even didn't it. see it to be honest. But. Yeah, so that that was frustrating. Obviously, at the time, real time, I wasn't at the game. I was away, but I was watching it on the stream. Didn't really notice that. I just you know completely missed that. But when Jimmy kind of drew attention to it after the game, looked back, and and it's it's blatant, isn't it? There's there's definitely a foul on Evans, and uh, if that's given, then um, th- there's no red card, and we may have hung on. But um, yeah, I think Tamworth probably edged it in the end on chances created and. Uh, just frustrating because I think if you get a draw from that, not the end of the world. Uh, and I know the defeat's not the end of the world given the amount of football still to play, but it just kind of probably given them a bit more belief that they can go and do it. And I think, as I said, it, it probably knocked us a little bit at the weekend. Didn't that, that first half? It, it just seemed, you know, the, the atmosphere was was poor. Obviously, it knocked a massive chunk off the gate. Um, the players looked a little bit deflated as well, and I think that kind of um, culminated in that first half performance, which was which was really poor, probably the worst we've seen so far this season. So um, yeah, I don't know, it, not ideal, um, but but a long way to go. It was just a big bill that won it, and then the huge letdown on Tuesday. And um, like it, I think both of you covered it pretty well, but it just, we just never got going, did we? Never really put them under a period of pressure. Never really had five ten minutes in their half to do what they do set pieces throw in build momentum get 15 20 yards up the pitch and yeah we just we just couldn't get going whether the occasion was too much or they was just good at the basics and we weren't and it was just an ultimate letdown in the end yeah yeah it was wasn't it it was just massively massively deflating and we kind of think you know ideally big crowd we get a win and and kind of gives us that momentum to push on but it's never as easy as that it's the same this season think oh yeah we'll roll every team over but it's just not it's just not a thing it's every team sees us as a cup final you know the Russell game um wasn't there a kind of interview Matt I can't remember who was um was it their chairman or something like that or manager. manager that basically said yeah this is the biggest game in in the history of Russell Olympic and that's the sort of mentality that a lot of these teams bring every time we play them you know home or away and it, it makes it 
it makes it difficult. I mean, look at kind of um, FA Cup games um, you see on the TV with lower league teams against kind of lower lower end football league teams. They always raise the game, and it's always a battle. It's always a slog. Um, and and we sort of have that every week and on really shit pitches with kind of absolutely dreadful officials. So it, it, it's it's that every week. It's that being able to get the, the three points. And, you know, the Russell game, which we will go on to and talk about a bit more, but again, we were pretty much awful for that for sort of like 90 minutes. But it, it at the end of the day, the performance doesn't matter if you get the three points. You know, nobody's going to care like how you got the three points. If, if, if those three points push you over line at the end of the season, nobody's bothered. Um, so it's about that. It's There's always kind of that mentality that, you know, you're going into the last few minutes. There's always going to be that one chance. Um, and it just changes everything completely, doesn't it? So, um, and, and you, ne- you never give up, really. And I think that that's sort of a mantra of, of Jimmy's teams. I think, to be fair to him, you know, you, you can criticise him for his tactics and um, for his team selection, but I, I don't think genuinely this season we've really had a game where the, the players have not been committed for the full ninety minutes. They've always given given it all. You know, they don't stop running. Um, closing the ball down and stuff like that and throwing the bodies on the line and I think that that's something that we've not had in quite a few years from a Scunthorpe United squad so you know if, if if Jimmy does anything well it's that that buy-in from the players to kind of show the commitment to the club and, and to be proud to wear the shirt and it's not something that we've had for a while um, so I don't think anybody can argue against that to be honest but you know let's um, unless some, it's, I heard it I kind of I, th- I think just quick- sharp intake of breath there. Yeah, mate. no, I think just quickly on that, I think sometimes a lack of confidence and ability gets mistaken for a lack of effort. I think you're absolutely bang on, by the way. I think this group do fight to the end. They do go all the way and they showed that again on Saturday. I think sometimes, yeah, the lack of ability and confidence it was showing probably on the back of Tuesday that's rolled into Saturday gets mistaken for a lack of effort, which I don't think is the case. I don't think this group has a lack of effort. Yeah, yeah, and I think it's, it's, it's a good point. Uh, and there was there was there was nothing on show on Saturday for ninety minutes that suggests that anybody had any ability at all. Um, so <laughs> you know, I mean, but should we should we go on to the Russell game then? Um, yeah, a few have said it was awful, and I think I said it was fucking dire in the first half on Twitter or something like that, and, and I stand by that. Um, you know, it, it was awful, and it probably was our worst performance of the season, and it, it was quite a bizarre game, really, because Russell should have been about, what, three up in the first half. Um, they had, you know, plenty of chances to hit the inside of the post after about 10 minutes, um, you know, and uh, their striker kind of like had a couple of, of really, really, kind of really, really good chances one-on-one with Fitzsimmons, obviously Fitzsimmons safe one and he put the other one wide of the post. So, um, you know, we could have easily been in a real, real mess. We did well to get in at halftime in nil-nil. Um, but I think, you know, how do we how do we kind of quantify that that performance? And I, I sort of said to my mate on, on the terrace, I said, you know, we and a few people have said the same thing. We, we looked hungover from the Tamworth game um, and we looked a bit lost, didn't we? I know you said, Matt, I think, you know, it's that sort of, there's 12 points now. It's like, should we even, you know, <laughs> You know, the motivation was kind of drained a little bit and, and the crowd was down massively on, on the Tuesday on the Tuesday night match against against Tamworth. And, and we saw that for the full sort of like first 45 minutes. I know we came out in the second half and we looked a bit better. But, you know, given that, it's quite worrying. And I always, I always thought like the fact that we did come through and win that was sort of almost a little bit of a turning point, I think, given that we were absolutely dreadful. But then it obviously put us within 10 points of Tamworth again because they drew against Alfred and, and obviously the two games at hand and stuff like that. You know, you look at it like that. We're, we're very much still in in the, in the game, if you like, in terms of the title. I think it's still a long shot, but there's a lot of football to be played. But you know, how how do we 
how do we explain that first half performance? Because it, it was absolutely abysmal. It was. I mean, to be fair, I think you've got to give Russell credit. They were they were a decent side, I thought. Um, I know their league position isn't great. I think they were in 18th when they prior to the game, but I thought they gave a good account of themselves. Brought the striker in from Derby, hadn't they, in, in midweek, and I thought he had a decent game. I thought he caused us quite a few problems. Finishing was poor uh, when he did get through. I think the one he hit the post with, he probably should have hit it with the other foot, but he did cause Maxi some problems, obviously spun him behind him a couple of times. And I think that's something that, that does let Maxi down at times. I think when when a player's got past him or when he when he gets a little bit too tight and they seem to spin him, I never really back him to, to get back and make the challenge. Yeah, um, Max, he's got the turning circle of an aircraft carrier, hasn't he? Yeah, and to be fair, I like him on the ball. I think I think a lot of a lot of his kind of play is good. You know, he, he's really comfortable on the ball, a decent passer of the ball. And he defends relatively well for most of the time, but I think when he's having a bad game, you can you can really tell. In that first half, he was he was really struggling. And to be fair, he should have been sent off. I think the one where the lad's gone through, he's obviously spun him. He's had a couple of goes outside the box, and his last man, and, and the guy's threw on goal. And I think he obviously put the shot wide. If he'd have gone down a bit sooner, I think he's in a lot of trouble there, and he, he would have probably been walking, which wouldn't have done us any favours uh, whatsoever. But but yeah, I just think I think you're right with. With it being a hangover from Tuesday, I think that we were just panicking. We didn't really settle. A lot of sloppy balls. I think Ogle again was uh, he was the same at the weekend. I think um, he's been quite poor. I think compared to what he what he was like at the start of the season. I think he's yeah he kind of had a few poor games and um, giving the ball away a lot. I think you can say the same for for a lot of them really. And again, the midfield just weren't weren't really at it. Don't know what's what's wrong with them at the moment as the three, obviously, um Clunan, I think he's been getting a bit of stick from from fans, probably rightly so. I don't think he's I don't think he's been the same player we saw at the early part of the season. Scales again, I don't know, for me, not quite at it. I think he's been probably one of our best players this season. I think he's been one of the most consistent. I don't know, for the last couple of games I just think his performance levels have dropped slightly. Still puts a shift in, but but not quite at the same level at the moment. And Butterfield's not having the same impact. He's not really finding the uh, the space to get those shots off. Seems to be closed down quite a little bit more. For me, he's playing a little bit too deep. And he, he looked frustrated in that first half. I think um, there were a few times where there were passes, loose passes, and he just looked really frustrated that uh, what was kind of going on around him. And um, we've got to kind of get him enjoying his football again, as he was in that spell when he was scoring. You know, it seemed like every week, didn't it? Scoring kind of goals from outside the box um, just isn't happening for him at the moment. And you could say that for a lot of them. But but yeah, I think the midfield area is, is certainly a concern. I know we've brought Pew back and I wouldn't be surprised to see him play on Tuesday. But it's not quite clicking for me at the moment. I think the last couple of games, uh, Tamworth, I think they had control of midfield. Russell, I think, I think did, to be fair. I think they had a couple of decent players in there. The lad on loan from Walsall, I think he, he was probably their best player and the yeah, the number eight as well, who, who was a bit of a hard man, and and they they seem to have control of it. So it's a little bit concerning because prior to that, you know, when we was on that good run, the midfield were, were working really well together. And um, whether it was Clune and Scales, you know, teams didn't really have a sniff, and and um, it, it just seems a little bit too easy for teams at the moment. I don't know what you guys think. I think part of the problem, and something I said to both of you in the chat was, they seem to all be doing their own thing in there. Like Clunan would run thirty yards to charge someone down. That's okay, but you need then scales and Butterfield to get round them and close the gap to make sure the midfield's still tight and, and compact. But at the minute they just all seem to be doing their own thing. Whether it's like I said, Clunan charging about or Butterfield going on a run. 
Um, and it's just creating spaces all over the shop. So I think when we was good in that other part of the season and then over sort of the Christmas period when we was really good, they all went together and they all went, they all had the right distances between the three of them and they all pushed up together and there was all communicating. One thing that I'm really worried about is actually like the communication on the pitch. I think when there was a period after the red card, uh, both keepers put down getting treatment with uh, injuries and all the Rushall players were with their manager getting uh, feedback and information. Our players were just standing around gormless and not even talking to each other. There was no communication. I think that's <laughs> a, a real big problem these last in in the game on Saturday. And I don't know if that's a problem. That, I don't know. There seems to have problems communicating. And yeah, I just think they're just sort of doing their own thing and we just need to get that bit of spirit back in there. Uh, there was a bit as well, I've noticed this down, uh, there was a passage of play yesterday. Evans pushes up. Glenn left his gap. He had to push up because there was no midfield. He leaves his gap in behind and then got a 2v1 at the back stick. They put a cross in. Ogle fails to clear it and they get a shot off and Fitzsimmons has to make a really good save. And it all come from Evans charging out because of the midfield just wasn't there. It is a problem. I think the last few games, you know, Peterborough Sports midfield was lacking. Uh, I know Pew was back in that day, but I still think we, we struggled. And obviously the, Tam- the the last two, Tamworth and Russell, has, has been more of the same. And I think it's, it's an area that, that definitely needs a bit of work. And I think it's probably going to need a little bit of tweaking because at the moment, for whatever reason, it's just not quite working as it was. Um, and I'm sure it's something Jimmy's looking at. Obviously, he has got a few options there. At the moment, it seems like he's going to be preferring uh, to bring Pew in over... Shrimpton, for example, who obviously wasn't in the squad at the weekend. But he has got some options to freshen it up a little bit. Um, and I think he probably will on Tuesday because it's likely to be a heavy pitch, isn't it? And I think that's it's a game where it might not suit Butterfield. I know he's obviously got that quality, but I think you look at the game at Farsley where, where he opted for um, you know other players in there. So, yeah, I'd expect probably similar again on Tuesday. Probably does need to freshen it up a little bit. Yeah, there's been a few um, a few tweets about the midfield. Um, it seems to be kind of a, just a, a few. conversation topic at the minute, and, and we've we've got a few. I just, I just quickly run through a couple actually. Um, Stefan Atkinson says Clunan struggling to pass forward, and how we are missing a leader in centre mid. Um, Matt says why the alarming spacing between the front line uh, and defence unbalanced midfield. Also, we've got uh, one from Steve. He says, midfield, we've stuck pretty much all season. It's been a factor in our success. With so many options there, why aren't we changing up apart from when there are injuries with three little ones in there? <laughs> Should Shrimpton be getting a chance? And I think there's also one from um, kind of flat caps and Bovril about Butterfield's alarming drop in form, which I think we probably should chat about really because it does seem to be a thing. <clears throat> and I think that yeah, it, 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 the midfield is has been kind of one of the kind of the things that has worked for us this season. But over the past few games, it's it's just not really really happened. It's sort of dropped off a cliff, and I'm not really entirely sure why. I think you know have teams sussed us out. I think Butterfield as as a thing as a proposition. Sort of before the concussion, I think for for maybe a month or so, he he was he's been very quiet in the centre midfield. You know, he's not really, is not really. I say done anything, but he has. But he's not like you know, kind of early in the season, he was he was racking up assists and, and screamers every other week. I know he can't can continue to do that, but you know, has he been sussed out in in in, in a sense, or has part of the game plan of of other teams been to shut Butfield down uh, because he's kind of so instrumental and, and kind of without him, sometimes I think we do. Um, do we do miss that creative 
kind of flare that bit of spark do you know what i mean so it's you know how do you do it we, we do have options there as we said i think pew obviously shrimpton's an option there and i thought when pew came on at the weekend against rochelle for, for whatever it was five ten minutes he actually caused them quite a lot of problems um, and i always thought you know pew's i actually quite like pew i thought he was a really good player and he kind of kind of can play that box-to-box role but he can kind of play anywhere in centre you forward or, or kind of more defensive and I think I think you are right Matt I think we we, we probably will see him instead of Butterfield on Tuesday on, on, on the bog pitch um, of Bythe and I think fair enough I think he's come in hasn't he he's come in fit you know he's come in he's he's been really really good at Hereford a few man and match performances a few goals as well and I think that obviously I think the intention was to play him against Darlington and when he came in, but that was postponed. So I, I, I think we'll probably see him starting on Tuesday against Blythe. And I think that's a good thing. And I think it's probably not a game for Butterfield, um, but we'll see. Um, but yeah, so it's like, do we need to mix it up a little bit? And I think we probably do. And I think obviously losing Whitehall for, for, for three games has been part of the problem with the midfield because Whitehall's so important to how we play. Um, you know, and taking him out and, and replacing him with, with, with Elliot, who's a different type of striker, is, is obviously going to have. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Had a knock-on effect against the midfielder, maybe that kind of sort of lack of ability for it to stick up top as much as it does with a Whitehall versus Elliot has created some kind of some some sort of blind spots and some gaps in midfield that maybe we've not spotted before because we used to having Whitehall there. I'm not sure. It's a weird one. But I think you know it's something that needs something that needs got to sort it out because for most of the game against Russell you know the midfield three were, were basically non-existent. I think that's a good point on Whitehall actually. It's something I'd not thought about until just now but if you think about his game and the way he plays he does almost drop into midfield at times and then the two wingers sort of get inside ready for Whitehall to turn and try and play them in and obviously we have now missed Whitehall for the last three games up until Bushall. Yes, yeah, a good point and it does sort of create that unbalance if you like. Yeah, I think with Butterfield, he obviously had that really good run where he was where he racked up a few goals, a few assists, and it's it's difficult. You know, he was he was in a really good run of form. He's not going to go for a whole season banging goals like that in every week. It's just not not realistic. And I think you're right. I think teams have probably conned on to it a little bit when he gets the ball. Now he's surrounded by two or three players. I mean, there was a couple of instances at the weekend he was trying to get shots off, but there were there were three or four players crowding him out and you know he's he's good and he, he's obviously very good uh, technical footballer but there's only so much you can do when, mm. when there's that many bodies around you and you know he, he is finding it more difficult to find those those angles to get the shot off but I do think there's been a bit of a drop in form uh, but again you know he, he wasn't going to keep those those kind of levels up all season I think it's very difficult to do that he was always going to have a bit of a dip he's been out of the side for a couple of weeks with with the concussion obviously not trained for part of that I know he, he was able to train before he could come back into the side 
and play. But he obviously missed a little bit of time training as well. So whether he's whether he's fully fit, I don't know. Whether he's whether he's fully up to speed, but he obviously looks after himself. He's, he's obviously a good player, and you know I'm sure between now and the end of the season. He's going to come good again because you know he's got that quality and he, we we know he can do it at this level. So I've got no real concerns about it. But I do think probably time to to mix it up a little bit. Um, for me, I I honestly think it kind of hinges on scales uh, because I think he's he as I said he's been a really key player for us and he's probably been player of the season. I, I would probably say you know there's, there's a couple that could probably um, could probably take it, but he's been up there with most consistent for sure and I think when he drops off he obviously had that little spell out when uh, he was sent off at Alfredton and you know performances dipped a little bit when he was outside and I think at the moment I just don't know what it is he obviously still puts a shift in he does cover a lot of ground um, but the last few weeks I, I just don't think he's quite been at the levels that he was um, when we were having that really good run and um, I do think you know if we can get him firing again we, we do play better when when Scales is playing better uh, and I think he's he's probably key to it all. So yeah, it, it's difficult. I don't know because at the end of the day, it's pretty much the same personnel in that central midfield um, that we we've had all season and and we've had a lot of success with. So you know we know they can do it. We we've seen that that they're capable at this level, um, and you know they've all had decent runs individually in the side and, and decent um, spells of form. I just think they're all kind of out of sorts at, at the wrong time and at the same time. And I think that's having an impact in performances overall, team performances. But I do think as well, Saturday especially, we did go long quite a few times and try and play that diagonal ball, which I think has worked. I think we've had a lot of joy with that um, Boston game, that first half. You know, we were pinging balls over to Roberts and he had a hell of a lot of joy down that side. But I think at time, especially when things aren't quite going our way, when we're not carving as many chances out as you know when we're trying to play through the lines we do kind of rely on that crossfield diagonal ball um, and it does kind of bypass the midfield a little bit as well so I would like to see us kind of move you know move the ball through the lines like we were doing because when we were kind of passing from back to front at pace there were very few teams and there are very few teams that, that will be able to deal with that but at the moment for whatever reason it's, it's just not quite happening I think second half at the weekend towards the end of the second half when when they were down to 10 we started moving the ball getting the ball out wide and, and trying to get the ball in the box and force chances up until then and up until um, the sending off we didn't do it enough but I think there were signs there that although you know it's a lot easier to play against 10 and then subsequently 9 and it's a lot easier to do that that's the kind of football that, that we want to see that's that's what kind of We've had success playing this season. I'd like to see a little bit more of that rather than the long ball and you know just just hoofing it anywhere. And I think um, I think we will. I think we will get back to a stage where we're, we're playing some good football again. And I'm I'm hoping it, it does click between now and the end of the season because I think you know I was speaking to to someone down at the club today and, and they were saying you know hope we've got the players. If it clicks again, you know we, we've got the players capable of um, you know going on the run and teams not being able to live with us again. But um, but at the moment, it's just not quite working, and and you know you could see us struggling to get that second place if we if we replicate the performances of late. Yeah, you're right with that, mate. Actually, because up until um, up until we we kind of got the the first goal on Saturday, we were I think not I can't what it was. It was like either three or five points um, above kind of Scarborough in third, um, and obviously they drew. But if they kind of got that, got the winner, and, and we didn't win that game, you're looking at a pretty small gap there. And I think that cushion is. Is, is kept a few people sane um, after the Tamworth 
Tamworth lost that we're still second we've still got a good cushion on third you know um, it's still a very strong position to be in if we can maintain it but if we can't beat teams at home like like Russell no disrespect to us as you said Matt Russell they came and, and they were good I thought you know they were really good and they didn't come to sit back did they I thought they would and um, they, they came and they had a go in the first 20 minutes they should have been three up so um, you know fair play to them but uh, we need to be sort of winning these these kind of games don't we and, and it just shows that like you know a couple of results as we saw with the Tamworth thing you know that that gap from second to third kind of diminishes and, and disappears altogether so I think that actually the result on Saturday and the other results not just the Tamworth draw we, we did actually really work in our favour um so you know we could have been looking at something that was altogether not what we got um just from them obviously last minute kind of winner from, from Elliot and, and the semi Ferris score, I think. Um but um yeah, so that, that, that's that's where we are. I think, you know, let's let's talk about Sambi Ferris a little bit. I think he, he's he's obviously come back into the club after his 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 sort of very fruitful loan spell with, with Peterborough Sports. Um obviously his, his former club before we Jimmy brought him over with him if you like and uh, you know he was getting some good game time he was he was scoring a, he was scoring a few goals wasn't he and, and I kind of I always liked him from from seeing what I saw I, I didn't see much of him admittedly but I kind of I, you always like a pacey winger don't you it's just one of them things it's like you know you're not sure what you're going to get but if he's got pace and if he if he if he plays on the wing and he's willing to run at fullbacks it's it's one of them. It kind of gets bums off seats, doesn't it? You know what I mean. It's kind of exciting. I like that. That's that's kind of what I want to see. And and now he's come back into the club. He's obviously you know hundred percent fit. He's had a good run of games. He's, he's in a good bit of form. And obviously started for the first time for us in ages against against Russia. And I thought he probably was our best player. To be fair, I thought the uh, the man of the match award was probably fair. Um, and he, you know kind of. Not all game, but he, he did cause quite a few problems for the for the Russell fullback, and obviously he got his goal right at the end there, which he was you could tell he was really really pleased with. It, it was really well taken as well. It's good to have him back. I I, I actually I actually do like him. It's, it's been difficult for him because obviously the, the quality we've had on the wings with with obviously Robert Smith and and Law, but obviously now we've lost all three of them. We he, he was going to come back in. I think it was inevitable, uh, and I'm glad he hasn't. And you know, let's hope he, he gets a bit of a run in the team and, and gets a chance to show us what he can do. I think he'll start again on Tuesday. Um, I think it'd be stupid not to start him. Um, so you know, what what do we think to Dion? You know, he, he's a player I, I, I do admire. I think uh, we've never really seen the best of him. You know, when he come last February, uh, obviously Peter Pesport's part-time. Obviously, I think he come the same week that Jimmy did, so he's been here probably exactly about a year now. I think he had an injury even when he come. So I think the ankle injury, which then sort of, I think he played through in the back end of last season. Uh, then obviously sort of like rolled into pre-season. I think then he had this, I think I talked about it last week, but he had the surgery, I think, on the ankle. And then obviously in the start of this season, after he recovered from the injury, he couldn't get back in because, like you said, the form of uh, Roberts, Smith and Law. Uh, I think now there's sort of no excuses for him. It's, you know, he's been away at Peterborough, he's got his confidence back, he got goals and assists there. And he's come back now, he's going to be pretty much guaranteed a starting spot where Roberts is away out injured. Um, I think there's no excuses for him now not to go and push on and show what he can really do because he's obviously a very capable player. You know, Jimmy believes in him. Uh, I think the fans now believe in him as well. So I think it's all sort of set up for him to go and really make an impact on this side and try and fire us towards closer to Tamworth and hopefully the title. Yeah, I think it, he's signing in, you know, last, was it January, February, kind of summed up the uh, transfer window altogether. You know, very some very strange signings and, you know, not his fault, but we obviously signed him with an injury. 
we didn't know about it. And I, I feel a bit sorry for him because last season, you know, he played a couple of times. To be fair, he was poor. I think, you know, there, there was a couple of games where he looked like he'd won a competition to play. And, um, you know, we didn't know the extent of the injury and things like that. We, we just thought, you know, he's come from a lower league and he's not up to it. And I think I said that a couple of times when I'd seen him. Did he play at Wrexham? I seem to remember he played at Wrexham. Uh, but he just, he didn't look up to it. And it's a shame for him. And I, I feel a bit sorry for him because obviously he got a bit of stick last season. People were saying he's not quite up to the level. Um, but, you know, if he's injured and he's not able to show what he can do, then, you know, that that's not his fault. We shouldn't have really signed him if he was injured. But I do think you're right, Matt. Well, I think you're both right, really. I think um, he's got to kind of prove that he's good enough now. I think. He had a good start um, on Saturday. I think first half he looked a little bit shaky. I think second half he looks a bit more comfortable. I think he had some good runs. You know, he was he was taking players on. He's obviously got the pace. Um, he was unlucky not to get a penalty in, in the first half. I think that was that was a definite. He got did everything right. Could he have stayed on his feet and and put the ball in the net? I don't know. Difficult really, um, but I think either way it was it was a penalty. So it was a promising kind of appearance. Um, he's obviously got to build on it. He's got time. He's going to get the opportunity to build on it now because we've only really got Wilson um, as as another sort of out-and-out winger until Law gets back. So uh, And obviously Robert, we don't know how long he's going to be out. So he's got the opportunity. My only criticism when he had the opportunity earlier in the season, I think he played quite well at that Darlington, the, the night game, Glover apparently came on. Uh, I think he scored that night, didn't he? Well, it was a deflected goal, but he played really well. And then the Curzon game, he, he didn't back it up. And he got the start and he was he was poor. So I think he's just got to build on it. He's obviously had a good run of form at Peterborough. He's been getting the plaudits from, from teams they've played, saying he's he's been you know one of the best players they've come up against this season. So he's definitely deserving of a chance. And I think it was, yeah, as I say, it was promising start. I think he's, he's just got to kick on now. But he is exciting. I think, you know, like all wingers at this, at this level... He's not always going to deliver on the final product, but I think when he does, he puts some decent balls into the box. He's obviously got his goal, which he took well. So, yeah, I think I think um, as long as he builds on it, he could have a good sort of back end of the season. He's certainly got the ability to do it. Uh, it's just whether he can put that run together and a consistent run of form. And hopefully he does, because obviously we're a bit short in that area of the pitch at the moment. And, yeah. His, his goal, you know, took it well. Obviously, meant a lot to him. Been a difficult year, and and yeah, hopefully, he can kick on. Yeah, I think, and well, obviously, you know, in terms of the Russell game, uh, you know, I think their manager said that the game swung on the red card. I think the game swung on the red card against Tamworth, against Russell. I'd say it probably did. Yeah, I don't think that's 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 not that's not a bad assessment. You know, I actually missed it. I think I was looking at my phone. <laughs> um, but. Yeah, what what do we think to that? Well, to be fair, I mean, I was I'm in the terrace, so it's a bit further away, and my sight's shy. So, um, but what do we think to that? Did it did it turn the game? And and, and what actually happened? I mean, I'm I'm sat in the in the mart stand, so I had a pretty decent view of the red card itself. I mean, in real time, it's just like he just caught him with a, a clean punch. But having watched it back on Iron Army's vlog that he put on YouTube today, I, I don't know. I don't think it was a red card. About it. I think it's very, very soft. Uh, I think the ref was a bit in, in a rush to get his red card out after he saw a little bit of a flailing towards. Uh, I don't know. I think it was Coogan or I'm not sure. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think it's a red card. I think we've got away with one there. To be honest. To be fair, in real time, I kind of saw it out of the corner of my eye, and, and he did raise his hands. And I think if you raise your hands. 
there's a good chance you're going to get sent off. We obviously saw it at Farsley with, with the two lads, uh, Whitehall and Asenso. Um, I think you run the risk, if, if you do that, of getting sent off. Might have been a bit bit soft, uh, but I think you know it was a stupid thing to do from their point of view because they were they were on top. They'd had a few chances. They were they were comfortable really. We didn't really create a great deal up until that that stage, and he didn't need to do it. I mean, you can understand if it's a late challenge or something like that, and he gets sent off. Fair enough, but to do something like that for for violent conduct, yeah, I'm sure the manager wouldn't have been particularly happy uh, with that because I think it did definitely kind of swing the game in our favour. And I think we did after that start to create a few chances. Still not a massive amount, did we? But, but I think we we probably did enough um, to deserve a goal in the end because we were banging on the door in that last sort of 15, 20 minutes. Whitehall had that great header, great save from the keeper. And that was probably the first header he connected with. He had a couple of goes at, at, towards goal, but didn't quite get the power on it. And that one, you know, he connected really well and it was a fantastic save. I don't know how he kept that out. And I think when that happened, you just, probably thought that was it and we weren't going to get the goal but obviously then you know Elliot takes takes the goal really well really I, you know he had a little bit to do because he put a couple over the bar already and and he had to just lift it into the corner so fair play to him it was a good finish and um hopefully that'll give him a bit of confidence because you know the last few games he's had a few chances and he's not quite done it in front of goal has he I think um you know not quite finishing wise has, has been really poor so um, yeah hopefully That'll give him a bit of confidence and it'll be interesting to see now going into Tuesday whether he sticks with both of them and you know how, how it works, whether he keeps Elliot out wide or whether he goes two down the middle like he did late on because yeah, I don't know what formation we're playing in the end to be fair because you know, the subs came on and uh, we were pushing for it um, and I think they did kind of go down the middle and and obviously we got the goals. Not to say it would work from from straight from kickoff, but uh, but yeah, I think um, definitely plenty for Jimmy to think about before Tuesday night. Yeah, I think we'll just end on a, another tweet. Um, so quite an interesting one. This um, from from Tom White. He says, "If we go up, are we going to be able to clear the embargo?" If not, and we let go a lot of the expensive players and one-year contracts, what will we be able to replace them with? And are we going to be National League cannon fodder? Um, as this team surely won't be good enough for them in, in the National League. Um, what do we think to that? Yeah, it's it's a good question. I think you look at the budget currently, obviously we don't know exactly what, what the players are getting paid, but you can... You can guarantee we can pretty much guarantee that uh, it kind of dwarfs any other club at this level, and probably some of the national league sides. I do think it's going to be a period of change. I think there's going to be a lot of players that leave. Uh, I think that's that's a given. I think they're going to have to. I don't think the club are going to be able to um, fork out the wages that they're currently doing, uh, even at a higher level. If, if we did get promoted. I think you know we, we've got to be realistic with it. The, the contracts that were given out just weren't really sustainable in any way, especially for this level of football, but even for the one above. And that's why you got players coming from national league sides. Uh, you know, you, you had Roberts coming down from Scotland, who would probably be on decent money. Uh, you had Evans, although Boreham would probably not not uh, paying players a massive amount. All these players came down from a higher level to play at the national league north. The um, let's be honest. The main reason would be the contract on the table, and, and you can't blame them for that. But that's um, that's obviously what happened in the summer. Things have got to change, and, and that is going to be um, what, what's probably going to happen at 
in the summer and there's probably going to be some fans that are disappointed with players that move on but I think you can also look at other sides that have had success on much much smaller budgets you know you know there's teams in the national league that are um, they're obviously playing paying the players much less than we are uh, so I think there's Although we are going to have to cut back, I think everyone knows that there are players out there that could do a job at the higher level and not costing a stupid amount a week. Obviously, I don't think it'd be ideal to lose all of this squad. I think there are some players we'd like to keep. There obviously are some players under contract. Uh, I don't know how many. There's not not many. I think five most or six. Of them I think. One, yeah, most of them were on one-year deals, which probably works in our favour. Um, this time, I know in the past we've kind of had players on one-year deals, and and it's kind of gone against us, and they've had to move on, or they've moved on, they wanted to move on. Um, this year, I think we probably want some of the players to move on to kind of balance the books a little bit. But I do think there's players out there that we can get in for less money that are as good. Um, it's just finding those players, and I think it's going to come down to recruitment in the summer. We've got to get it spot on. Um, but I do think there are players. I, I definitely do think there are players. I don't think you look at this squad of players. If we kept this squad of players together, how would they do in the National League? I think that's something we've got to look at. Um, we played Solihull. I know Solihull are a decent side at, at the level. Um, miles in, away from him. Yeah, we were. We were miles, miles off it. And I know they, you know, at, at the time, I don't know where they are now because I, I don't really look at the tables. But um, when they came here, they were up the top. But yeah, we were we were miles off it that night. And do I think this side could do well in the National League at the moment? I'm not I'm not sure. Difficult to say. Uh, but I, I don't think we'd be sort of top five or six, that's for sure. We might might sneak mid-table or something like that. I think obviously a lot of it will depend on whether we're in an embargo or not. I mean, obviously we've we've been in an embargo before we've, uh, when Swan was in charge after we took the EFL loan. Um, we saw how difficult the market was then to try and bring in players to be competitive and ultimately played a, a large part in us getting relegated from the EFL. So I think a lot of it will depend on the fans turning up to put money into the club to try and help pay off the embargo. I think a lot of the, you know, you look at the crowd on Saturday, <laughs> quite disappointing really. Yeah, I was going to say that. I, I was disappointed with the crowd and I know, you know, Tuesday was awful. People were probably deflated after that. But I think you, you look at the bigger picture, what was it, 17, 1,700 that didn't turn up um, on the Saturday. I expected it to drop a little bit, but to drop, I mean, that was probably one of our lowest lowest home gates for <clears throat> probably all season. Probably I know season, we've had couple, it has to be. Yeah, we've had a couple sort of, I think I had a look earlier, the Buxton game was, was lower. But yeah, I think it's one of the lowest attendances. That is disappointing. I'm sure it would, was disappointing for the club. Um, I can understand it in a way. But at the end of the day, you know, these are the same people that will be moaning in the, in the summer when we're not signing the players that, that we want or, or they want us to sign. Um, so I do think, you know, the, the board have obviously come in. They've done a great job to get where we are now. Um, but as we keep saying, we're not out of the woods. And I think, you know, although it was unlikely that all those people were going to turn up from Tuesday to Saturday, it was a bit of a bit of a steep drop. And I think, you know, with the embargo, not, I'm not 100% on figures, but it's a considerable amount that still needs paying. Um, I believe they've paid about two-thirds of it. Uh, there's still probably a third left, and, and it's well into you know six figures. So um, it's not small by any means, but you know hopefully by the end of the season, if we, if we can get through to the end of the season, um, there's opportunities there then to, to kind of balance the books a little bit and, and rebuild. And I think that's what it's going to be. And, and whether it's 
whether it's this level or, or the level above, um, it's going to have to happen. And it's just something we, we've kind of got to be prepared for. I think if the club get the, the recruitment right in the summer, whichever level we're at, it's not the end of the world that, that some of these players are going to have to move on. But yeah, you're right. I think fans, they they obviously want us to go out there and sign good players. They want us to go out there and compete. But, you know, given the debt that's been left and, and what the board are working through, they need a little bit of help as well. And hopefully, you know, if we can get on a bit of a run, people like to see winning football. Uh, we've seen that this season already. But, you know, you, you, they turn out for the Tamworth game. You understand that big top of the table game. Looks like they will for the Chester game. Um, but we've got other, other games between then um, that, you know, we need to get behind them. And hopefully if they can put all run together um, we can kind of get up towards the 4,000 mark again because I think that would be kind of a, a big help just chipping away at that debt on that one actually from from the original question um it, it we're very much a sort of different proposition aren't we when we're, when we're signing players left right and center on 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 wild contracts that were never going to be kind of properly fulfilled that was a draw obviously for the monetary thing and, and, and you know as it, you know say we do get promoted this season and you know we're we're a different proposition, aren't we? We're going to be attractive for different reasons because there's going to be that kind of sort of fee, sort of sort of Phoenix Club vibe where we've basically gone through a, a, a period of serious turmoil, uh, kind of turn it around in terms of getting new owners and, and obviously get promoted, so build some momentum on the pitch. Um, and then they're going to look. We've, we've got new owners. We're, we're looking at sustainability. We're looking at do it in the right way and and things like that. And then that will you know kind of offer a different attraction to players looking for a club versus the kind of they're just chucking money at everything do you know what i mean because both very different things and well both, both i think will uh kind of where we are now with some momentum we will be able to still attract players to be able to compete at the level above i think um so i, I wouldn't worry about that too much but it's, it's 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 still a good question it's like you know Given the embargo um, and, and given where we are at the minute, if, if we do go up and that uncertainty, how we will be able to compete financially uh, and everything like that. But I think that that is a draw, and I think we'll still be able to field, um, you know, field a good squad. Um, so it, you know, it's an interesting question, and and, and all of these things are, are kind of the, the question that the the board is is grappling with at the minute. It's like, how do we come sustainable? What do we do with next year's budget? Um, you know, who can we attract? Who do we want to offload and how can we be sustainable? Um, you know, it's, it's, it's something I'm, I'm sure they'll be working through at the minute and, and thinking, you know, how are we going to do it? What's the best way to approach it? So um, and obviously there'll be different budgets for if we stay in this league and, and, and if we go up. Um, so, it, you know, it's, it's an interesting one. But of course, we, you know, we, we won't really know until we get to the end of the season, know where we're going to be. Um, but yeah, but, uh, very interesting question. I think we, we've had like kind of sort of 16 questions on, on that thread. Uh, I think we've addressed probably quite a few of them. We did say that at the, at the top of the program will, uh, um, you know, kind of try and address them. I think we've, you know, we, we've done that. So, um, you know, thanks for sending your questions in. We've actually had some really good questions um, there. And, 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 you know, it's, it's just been an interesting um, podcast to kind of gauge people's thoughts like the more considered thoughts um versus the kind of um you know sort of tidal tidal wave of jimmy out stuff on on tuesday yeah. i'm sure some of it was tongue-in-cheek but uh, I, th- I still think there's kind of some serious sort of sort of calls that for, for jimmy to be relieved of his duties and i think you know please just just have maybe a little bit of perspective on that and, and say that what we've been through and, and, and what we've 
um, just come out of and, and to sack a manager, which we probably can't afford to do anyway, by the way. You know, it's probably not the best choice. And, and I think some maybe some of the aspects of Jimmy's tenure, tenure uh, just over a year now at Scunthorpe, but maybe when we've not looked at as much or maybe wasn't as visible is Jimmy's um, kind of conduct throughout the whole kind of Hilton mess. Because let's remember that Jimmy wasn't getting paid. I don't think he'd been paid for, what was it, like two or three months or something like that. Um, and, and he was obviously still turning up to work every day. Um, and he was obviously kind of managing a team and a squad under those kind of pressures that, you know, not many managers anywhere in the football pyramid in England have to experience in their managerial lifetime. Do you know? I mean, obviously some do, but not many do as a percentage. And Jimmy's come from a, a part-time club like Peterborough Sports to a relatively big club in Scunthorpe, a full-time, and all the expectation and weight that comes on that, and then to sort of sort of steer or guide, you know, the the playing squad through that turbulence and still pick points up and do it with a certain amount of dignity. I think. We need to respect that, and I think that you know, Jimmy's he's done well there. You know, a lot of that um, maybe he's not talked about that much. And obviously, he had kind of spinal surgery as well. So, um, you know, it's it's been a hell of a year for Jimmy, really, hasn't it? Um, so, I think that you know, given that we are second in the league, we have got a good cushion on third. We are still sort of within touch of Tamworth. I think you know, overall, even though it's not what we sort of romantically hoped it was going to be this season, with a, a you know. 30 points clear at February, HMS Pista League. Realistically, we're still in a very, very strong position. And I think that we need to be thankful that for that versus what could have happened a few months ago where we could have had no club. Um, you know, so trying to keep that perspective is is important, I think. And and also very important to, to continue to come out and back the club and, and come to games and, and things like that. Um, so, you know, I, I hope that on Tuesday against Blythe on on. You know, probably what will be a difficult pitch. I hope we can grind out a win. And, and, and you know, to be quite honest, you know, if, if the performance is awful and we win 1 0, I'm not going to give a shit because that's two wins in a row coming into a game at home against Curzon, another winnable game, putting the pressure on Tamworth. I think, you know, we, we've got to look at it like that. So, you know, let, let's see what happens. And, uh, you know, thank you, gentlemen, for, for joining, joining us on the podcast again, Matt and, uh, and Alex. Cheers. Um, and, uh, yeah, thanks for listening, everyone, and uh, we'll see you next time. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 